0: Hello and welcome to the Brookwood Church Ministries podcast. My name is Kevin Nunnery and I'm the high school pastor here at Brookwood. This message was recorded at one of the breakout sessions during our phase event. The purpose of this event is to recognize every life stage of your child's development is critical in their spiritual upbringing. During this podcast, our 7th and 8th grade pastor, Chris Birch, will explore the adventure of raising middle school students in grades 7 through 8. Also on our podcast, you can find messages for other age groups as well as some specific issues you may face while raising your children to live Christ-like lives. Awesome. So, any tears? Not yet? Uh, If you watch them all, I don't really cry, only like in movies or stuff that's not real, like up, Uh, but I watch this whole thing, and you see her grow up from a little kid all the way till she leaves in college and goes away, and it's like, I don't even know who this girl is, but I was like, oh. Gosh, so good. Um, So I want to talk to you guys. Uh, I am Chris Birch, the 7th and 8th grade pastor here at uh, Brookwood Church. And so we got three things I want to tell you about who I am. then I want to know a little bit about you guys, and then we're going to talk about the crazy phase that is 7th and 8th grade. Um, And it is one of the weirdest, craziest phases uh, of all time. They are trying, they are in one step in childhood in one step in adulthood. And they're trying to figure that out in this age. And it is, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So it takes a lot of patience, a lot of work. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, I'm going to tell you a three word story. Uh, and this best way to describe myself, I was in Guatemala on a mission trip. And this guy told us about, the three words of how it can tell your story, and that like he told it, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, that's amazing!" Three words. So it's uh, before you knew Christ, when you found Christ, and what you're doing right now. And this is one of the best ways to let someone know who you are, uh, and again, sharing with your ch- children or whoever um, you guys might have that's in seventh and eighth grade. This is one of the best ways of sharing, and also them seeing you share your story. Uh, so my three words are spoiled. Faith and sponge. Okay. So just like in seventh and eighth grade, when a teacher says something, what did I just say? What are my three words? That was last. What was the first one, guys? Boiled. Second one. Faith and sponge. Okay. Good job, class. Um, so we are going to look through, like, because we're going to talk about Seven Acres, how we expect. Uh, so much from them, but um, we're going to talk about this later, but do we do the same thing with ourselves? Do we grade our seventh and eighth graders the same way we grade ourselves? Um, So my three words, uh, spoiled, faith, and sponge. So growing up, uh, I was spoiled. I got a lot of stuff growing up. I found out as a young age, uh, my parents didn't have a lot growing up, so they wanted to give me more. Uh, I got to go to Disney World, Myrtle Beach, Daytona, almost every single year I got to go do one of those things. Cruise, um, I got to go on great vacations uh, as a kid. So I knew at an early age if I cried really hard, I got that toy. I remember doing that for an old RoboCop toy. That was back in the day. Back in the day, I'm crying, and I eventually got it. And I was like, oh, this works. I can keep doing this. Um, I had GameCube, PlayStation, Xbox, all of them in my room, like all three systems, TV, computer, uh, Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon, all of it. I got everything I wanted. Uh, In sixth grade, one of the craziest things happened. My house exploded. Um, We had a gas leak, filled up the house, kaboom, Um, my dad was in the house. He, uh, he said he got up, he looked over to the right. We had four acres. My great grandpa, we had a farm, a tiny one because my great grandpa loved fresh fruit and stuff. And he was, uh, working on it and he was shot into the wall. He said he got up, he saw fire shooting out of the vents like crazy. He ran out, uh, ran into my sister's room and trapped himself and passed out. And my great grandpa was a stick. I'm talking about like a stick, like, this part is crazy. And he busted out the window and pulled my dad out and saved his life. And that was crazy. Uh, my, I was in band class playing the trombone, and my aunt, who never really comes and, like, hangs out with the family, she picked me up wearing a SpongeBob nightgown. Like, visually, I remember all this. Because I was like, what? <laughs> What's going on? She's like, nothing, just coming to get you from school. I'm like... Yeah. So we went to, right next door to pick up my sister. She was in elementary school. And I was just like, so what's going on? She's like, all right, I'm going to tell you the truth. Your house is burnt down. It's just like, what? Like, no, it didn't. And I, it didn't hit until I actually went to my house and saw it, like where my room used to be. And I, I remember crying because I lost everything. Like I, I only had the clothes on my back. Um, and I just remember looking in there and The man, the only thing that survives a fire are chimneys and toilets like anywhere in the world. You can look those porcelain like they stay white, too. It's crazy. So the two toilets on both sides of the house and the chimney. That was it. Everything else was gone. Um, So that happened in sixth grade. Uh I mean, it really challenged that because it's like, you know, it doesn't matter what you have as long as you have each other. Like, if you have that family, that's the main thing that's going to stay together. Uh, in seventh grade, uh, this is when my faith started to develop. Uh, I got invited to go to church by this really cute girl. So, of course, I went Um it was in uh, Powdersville, South Carolina, at Marathon church. I went to the youth group and started really developing my faith, started really getting into this. The, the youth pastor there was amazing. Uh, I loved him. Brian Holder to this day. Uh, he's now a senior pastor. He hates kids now, uh, probably because of me. But uh, like we were like he grew up, like he was like another dad. Like, he was in my life. Like, I could go and talk to him about anything, and it was awesome. So I started to develop my faith, uh, really pouring into that. Tenth grade, we had uh, – I was at uh, softball uh, for marathon celebrating. We were bowling, and I got a phone call letting me know my house is on fire I was like, "Okay, really? Like, what do you?" A sarcastic tenth uh, grader. So I was like, what, "What do you want me to do? Like, did you call, you know, fire department?" So we pulled up to the house. Sure enough, it's on fire, and um, we had an electrical fire this time. It was, we didn't even use this outlet. Like, it was this outlet sitting in nowhere, but it veed up. It just got too hot and burnt. Veed up, destroyed my parents' room, uh, and the upstairs uh, bonus room. And it was just crazy, but everyone was like, why, you guys seem so calm about this. We're like, eh, it's not the whole house, you know? Like, <laughs> it really was, like, we were just, like, sitting, my mom was the one, I remember to ask my mom, I was like, why are you crying so much? She's like, we're losing the house. We're like, it's still there, it's just that one, like, it's one room. Um. So pretty much, we just smoke damaged the whole place, so we just had to clean it head to toe, uh, had to repair the whole, uh, like, my parents' room, it was gone, it was just literally gone, it was a hole where it used to be. Uh, And then everything in the house had smoke damage. So the crazy thing, if I would have shut, my closet door was open like that much. And if I would've shut it, it would've been fine. But it was open a little bit. So uh, it got so hot that the the hangers my shirts were on, it burned little marks on my shirts. It was just crazy to look at that and be like, man, that is insane. It got that hot. Uh, So that was 10th grade, rebuilt. It was actually really cool. We moved in on Christmas Eve in our house. And that's a cool gift to have. Um, later on 11th grade, 12th grade, my mom developed uh, breast cancer. And so all this is happening. It's like, what's going on, God? Why is why is this happening? Why, what is going on in my life right now? Like all this stuff. Um, I'm going to just start really like having great honest friends, great, uh, people around me. I can't blame my mother. Uh, she, when she got breast cancer, like the I don't know the fear of death or someone's like, Hey, you have cancer. Like you could die. Like what that does to you. Uh, I've heard many stories that changed a lot of people, but at that point, uh, she stopped really being a mother and was hanging out with more of her friends. And I had a great, my grandma, she's amazing. Like has she helped me with my faith as much as my youth pastor. I wouldn't be here without my grandma, my youth pastor, but that was a time where she honestly stepped up and became more of a mother figure. Like, I would stay at her house instead. Um, my mom was going through a lot of stuff, uh, Fighting with my father more and more. Uh, Eventually, uh, they stopped paying for the house. They went through a divorce, but um, they uh, stopped paying for the house, so it was foreclosed on. And I remember I got a phone call from a parent's friend letting me know that they saw my house being foreclosed in the newspaper. As, parent, as other people and the adults in this room, never call a high schooler or let them know their house is being foreclosed. And don't make sure you have a really good relationship with the person you call and tell that to. Because I just remember, I was like, what? Like, why, why would you call and tell me? Like, I remember mean, it was very crushing. Uh, and then uh, the cool thing though, a bank will write you a check at least, you know. So the day we were gonna get a, a check, uh, there was a, a mysterious fire at the third house. This one was totally uh, out of the different from the other ones. Uh, they said a lot of people saw my dad leave the house. We had no power, had nothing in it because we moved everything out. It was a bare, bare-bone uh, house. And then as soon as my dad left the house, um, smoke started coming out. So charges were filed and started to get looked into of arson. And after after that, after the divorce, my dad started drinking. He never really drank. Um, but he started drinking a lot, like, getting drunk and just not handling himself the way he needs to be and just totally changed as a father. Oh, that was a tough time because I remember I still to this day know my dad as my father, like my loving, caring father. But then from, like, 11th grade to now, it's completely changed um, his life. He's turned it upside down. So uh, sophomore year in college now, we jump forward. So all this stuff, like, the house is being burnt down, like, arson, like, all that stuff is being ran through. Uh, my phone just died. I remember sitting on my bed in, in, in Spartanburg Methodist College, and my Facebook starts blowing up. And everyone's like, hey, are you okay? How can we pray for you? All these things. It was just like, what in the world? Um, my dad went to a bar and got drunk and kicked out and went to a random person's house and murdered them. And so he is now in jail for the rest of his life, for the mistakes he's made. Um, but I just remember getting that, like, sophomore year in college. I had a great amount of friends just being there um, for me, like, to take care of me, and it was just crazy. And it's, it's this whole thing, like, why, 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 why? Um, and, and just having God as my backbone, as my faith, to honestly now, I'm I'm been a youth pastor for five years, but uh like, I have the ability to talk to a student about almost anything, like a house fire. We just, two weeks ago, we had a, a student lost their, their uh, whole house. And like I have the ability to be like, hey, I know how that feels. It, it sucks. Uh, it's, it's pretty terrible. But I have that ability to talk to them. Their family gets a divorce. Dad's alcoholic. Um, something terrible else. Uh, one of the guys in Guatemala, he wasn't going to share his story until I told mine. He was like, our stories are so similar. Um, and the crazy thing, they weren't. But he just heard that my dad was in jail, so it was his dad. So he felt like he could share now, because how similar—like uh, our ability to tell our stories can change different things. And that's that's one of the crazy things like with the, with your faith. Like you have that ability. Whatever is getting, like what's happening in your life, you can keep going through it. And so that's one of my things. Like all this stuff has happened, but I can talk to almost anyone about it, and it it will open up so many doors with my story. And that's my last word is sponge. Like everything that's happening, I want to suck it in and then just pour it out on whoever needs it. Um, So right now in my life, it's seventh and eighth graders because they're going through so many different things, like crazy things. Um, I have the ability to talk to them. I know I was at a marathon. I was doing my camp last year, and I had four kids in my room. These are fifth graders. I had four kids in my room, uh, and three of them, um, parents are already divorced at fifth grade. It's just like I understand guys. I I didn't have that that young, but I could tell like we talked about. It. Like we really opened up cuz I told them, you know, same thing happened to me and they're just like crushed and it's in 5th grade. So I just have ability to pour it out. Uh so I've been in ministry for 5 years, uh th- 3 years here uh as an intern part-time. Uh, and then I got the opportunity to go back and be the youth pastor at the church I went to from 7th grade to 12th grade. And it was just awesome. Like, I remember I got that phone call uh, to go back and be the youth pastor of the church that my youth pastor was. Like, it, was it was crazy, like, going back to your hometown. Uh, I went there for two years. It was amazing. I loved it. Uh, and then I got the call from JC, the bald guy with the giant beard on stage. And he, uh, he was like, hey, Brian Schwambeck's stepping down. And that's who I interned for. I was Brian Trombeck's intern for three years. Like, me and him were down at Axis. Like, we started Axis. We were like, we, I was there. It was crazy. Uh, and then he let me know that Brian was stepping down and he wants me to come in and be the seventh and eighth grade pastor here. Uh, and it was like, oh my goodness. Like, I, yeah, like, I got to pray about it, though. And I went on another mission trip this year. I was in Africa and I prayed so hard about that. It's one of the hardest things. So I prayed about, like, I, I'm here at Marathon, like, I just got here for two years, like, what do you want me to do? And I I just, he said, go. And now I'm here as a 7th and 8th grade pastor, and it's amazing. Like, I love being back, the family. I loved how JC started this conference off talking about, I'm Moses. We talked about family. It's who's ever around your kid. Uh, and it's, it's so true being in the office with all these wonderful people that run this program today from children to uh, high school. Like we are, it feels like a family when we're in the office. If you guys ever came in and just seen how we work together, like it is a family atmosphere and it's so amazing. Um, so I've, I've been in ministry since seventh grade. I, I love kids. Just completely honest. I, um, I love talking to kids. I love hanging out. I love, it gives me the ability to be young still. And it's, it is a really big excuse, honestly, so that's what I use it for. Um, so before we get started uh, talking about the real issue here, as 7th and 8th graders smell really bad, um, I want to talk to you guys, like, figuring out who you are. So do we have any parents in here of middle schoolers? Okay, yeah? Is that the reason you guys are in here? Okay, No? Okay. What about coaches? Do we have any coaches in here? Like small group leaders? uh, Okay. All right. And then teachers. Do we have any actual teachers in here? Okay. So what we're going to do is play a quick little game. So if you, we had no uh, teachers, so we're going to do parents versus coaches. Okay. So if I can get all the parents to come to this side, let's hustle guys. Let's get a little hustle going seventh grade axes. this won't work if you guys are slow all right so we got parents over here and then uh coaches over here so coaches over here so right now uh we're group animals seven eighth graders work as a pack it's crazy um we'll talk about that in a little bit but um so we're going to play this game called rock paper scissors now i'm joking when i say does anyone know uh how to play this but i had a person in the first service that had no idea what rock paper scissors was and i laughed really hard I was like, what? Are you kidding me? So I had another game planned, but it was really, yeah, I'm going to fall. I had another game, but it's a little complicated, and we don't want to spend 45 minutes explaining it. So uh, what we're going to do is rock, paper, scissors, extreme, okay? So we're going to need your top three to compete against their only three. So I need three people. Do you want me to switch sides? Nope, nope. Someone's going to win. Last service, I had three versus the rest of the group. We had 20 in the first service, and so, of course, they lost, so you're probably going to lose, so losing is part of the game. Uh, so I'll take you first three, so you guys face these guys. All right, so pretty much rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Uh, if you lose, you sit down. If you tie, you keep playing. Winner wins. Pretty basic. Are you guys ready? So rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay? On your mark, get set, go. No, no. Oh, did you guys tie? Okay. You lost. Sit down. On won. All right. Pop a squat. You're letting the, you're letting the parents down, man. Come on. And you, what do you keep going? Sorry. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. What's that? <laughs> paper. Okay. Upside down paper. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, whoa! Oh. All right, you guys gotta fill in. This could be the comeback of the year here. All right, you're taking him on. All right. You, you're just wait to the next round. You're the be- you're the only one that's won right now, so they're saving you. Oh, oh, here we go, here we go. paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, okay. Next up, Ice oh, Man. Iceman. Oh, all right. <laughs> parents win. The parents win. Parents won last time. We'll see. Keep the record. Uh, so, first of all, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, so we're gonna start getting into this. Like we're gonna start talking about middle school. Uh, but before we get to, do any of you guys remember how you looked in middle school? No. Yeah, that's me. So that was me in middle school. Uh, you know, I told you I got whatever I wanted. That was food, too. So I was an eater. I played offensive line, too, if you couldn't tell. Wanted to be a tight end. They wouldn't let me. Not um, oh, the batteries are dead. Thank you. Um, so this was me in seventh grade. So that's me in seventh grade. It's good to visualize, hey, where were you in middle school? Because like, when we talk about middle schoolers, we kind of forget like what we did. What, were we weird? Uh, all these different things. So before we start talking about i got some questions for you guys. Uh, I want to talk about the two ministries that we have here for seventh and eighth graders. So the first one is Axis. That is, uh, I'm biased, the best ministry here at, uh, at Brookwood. Of course, I am the 7th and 8th grade pastor, though, so I would say that. But AXIS is this to help middle schoolers experience three things, wonder for who God is, discovery of who he created them to be, and passion for loving others. Uh, Everything we do uh, is designed to help middle schoolers begin to take ownership of their faith through uh, three basic truths. And these three basic truths are what we are hoping to accomplish every single week, uh, at Axis. The first one is, I will, I will love God because he will never stop loving me. I will follow Jesus because he knows me better than I know myself. And the last one, I li- I will live out God's story so others can know who Jesus is. Uh, that is Axis 7 and 8th grade, Sunday mornings during both service here at Brookwood. We, have, we play a fun game, do worship message, and we break out in these small groups. Uh, The next one is the landing. The landing is a support group for teens struggling uh, from consequences of personal choice as well as events outside of their control. Uh, Sometimes I hear like the landing is just for the bad students. That is not true. That's one thing that always like gets someone going when they say something that's not true. Uh, the landing is not about that. Me, um, my house blowing up. If I was in this, I would go to the landing, like, cause I can talk to other people. Like, uh, my mother going through breast cancer. Like, crazy things happening. Um, things outside of kids' um, control happening to them. And. There's so many things this day that's happening in this world that's crazy, Um, and this is a place for them to go. This is also a place, like, a kid's getting caught uh, doing drugs or cutting. Like, this is another place um, that they can go and talk, because sometimes on Sunday morning, seventh and eighth graders, like, if they don't feel like this is an environment for them to share deep, dark things, uh, they won't. Um, But the landing is just for them, like, it's uh, for them to help. It's a, it provides a safe healing environment where teenagers can learn to develop lifelong tools to deal with uh, unresolved hurt and pain. Uh, it's a proven eight-step Christian-based program. has helped thousands of teens and young adults uh, nationwide. Uh, it's every Thursday from 6 to 6.30 is dinner and connection time. You come in, they have dinner for you. Uh, 6.30 to 7.30 it's a large group session of worship, music, and teaching And then from 7.30 to 8.15, just little share groups, small groups, just for them just to talk about their week, um, figure out, you know, what's hurting them or whatever they want to talk about. Uh, So this next part, uh, it's for you guys. You can write these down. You can answer them truthfully. You don't, I don't want you guys to say them out loud. Um, But the most important, I don't want you to feel like I'm questioning you as a parent, as a coach. I'm just asking these questions to get you thinking because sometimes as seven and parents as seven, eighth graders, um, it's all about grades. It's all about them. But what if I graded you the same way you grade your kid? And that's the whole idea. Like, I just want us to think, um, is there a way that we can improve as coaches and parents, as well, so we can help our kid improve. And this happens, I, I meet with JC once a month, and we go through, hey, what's working at Access? What's not working? Um, how is your spiritual life? How is your adult life? We go through this, because there's always things that we can improve on. Um, but sometimes we honestly, we have to ask these questions to figure it out. So uh, on a scale, one, to, these aren't written anywhere, so these are just for you, like, to, to think. For, so um first service, someone, someone was looking really hard. And I was like, what are you looking for? These questions. I was like, good luck. You're not going to find them. But uh, on a scale one to 10, how great of a parent are you? How great of a coach are you? On a scale one to 10, on a, a teacher, a scale one to 10, how great are you? Um, how many middle schoolers do you have or had? Now, if you're a coach, you can count them. I have 141 last week. So I dropped, I dropped four somewhere. I've got to figure that out. But how many do you have? Um, do you remember what you were like in middle school? That's one of the ones we always forget about. Like when We look at our kids sometimes. We're like, you are crazy. And then we think back. You're like, oh, man, you know, I did the same thing. Um, were you a good kid or a bad kid? Uh, what is the craziest, dumbest thing you have ever did as a middle schooler? And I encourage you to tell your middle schooler this story. They let like them know, you know, I went through the same phase as you did. I did really dumb things. Uh, I remember getting hit in the back of the head with an orange, going to recess, and saying a word, cannot say because we're being recorded. And I felt this big, warm hand on my shoulder turn around. It's the principal of the middle school. <laughs> He's like, What'd you say? And of course, like any middle schooler, lied. And I was like, I didn't say anything, it wasn't me. Um, and then, you know, he like, what'd you say? And of course, not, not going to tell him what I said because I'm, you know, away, I'm not admitting that. Um, and then as, you know, he's like, well, I better not catch you doing again. And then I ran off and played four square. Like we, like these crazy things, like we did them in middle school. We all went through these crazy phases. Um, are you the parent? Are you the teacher? Are you the coach you want your middle schooler to be when they grow up? Are you showing that to them? Like I want you to be who I am when you grow up, or is, and this is one of those things where it's like, listen, I'm not tearing you down. These are things that we can work on together. Like there's things that I'm still working on. Um, have you have your kids seen you pray for someone or with them? And I can tell you, my mom and dad never prayed for me. Like I've never saw them. Like they could have, but I never saw it as a kid or adult. I've never seen my my parents actually pray for me. I'm telling you, that seeing that though, and I can't wait to uh, get married and have kids and for me to pray for my kids. Like I can't wait to do that. That's one of the most exciting things. Um, do you have a quiet time? Do you have a quiet time? Do you, is, is there a time where you spend um, learning about God. And I, I've seen this multiple times where parents won't even tell their kid what they're doing. They just get up early before their kids have their quiet time, and the kids walk out and they're like, at, they have to ask that question What are you doing? I'm having my quiet time. Would you like to join me? And so they see you having that quiet time. They see you making a priority for God. Um, if I were, so here, here's what I got for you guys I'm giving you a report card now. So we're going to go through and fill these out. Uh, It's on the sheet I handed. Does everyone got one? I lost it. Here it is. Do you guys have these? So the first part is a report card, and we're going to go through these. Okay? So the first one is family. Spending time with your your wife, uh, significant other, whatever it may be. Um, If you guys, do you have date night? Do you have a date night? Once a week? Do you have date night once a month? Do you have a date night at all? If it's been a year since you've had a date night, uh, go with a D minus. I don't believe in Fs because we can always get better. But um, you need to have date nights. Like you need to go out. Like show uh, the love. Show your kids that you go on dates with your your wife with their mom. Like you are doing this. Um, spending time with your kids. And I know right now it's crazy because in seventh and eighth grade, they're going through this, but we're going to look at this chart in a second and we are, you are at the last possible time to spend quality time with your kids when they, before they start going off with their friends. This is honestly it. The seventh and eighth grade phase is when they're leaning on you, um, starting to less lean on you and move on to friends more important than asking you for questions or spending time with you. Um, you are getting boring now, unfortunately. Um, so are you spending that time with your kids? And the last one, spending time with your friends. I know that's crazy to even put on there. Most males, when they get married, do not have any more friends. They don't, they just come home and that's it. And that's not a healthy thing. Like we're meant to be with people. We're supposed to have friends. Now it's supposed to be in this order, wife, kids, friends. And of course, number one is God, but that's faith. But wife, kids, friends. So if you're spending more time with your friends than you are your kid, F, just straight up F. <laughs> if you're spending more, uh, more time with your kids and your wife, like how are you showing her love? Like what, what's going on with your relationship? What's happening with that? So just some things to talk about and to spend time with each other. Uh, next one, work. Are you guys working hard? Now this is at actual work, not your garden or anything because you got seven and eighth graders, it's a perfect time to teach them how to do something. But at, ho- at work, are you just working for a paycheck? Is that what you're showing off? Or when you get your task, you do it. Uh, the next one, uh, being an example at work. Are you the same person you are at church, the same person you are with your family uh, that you are at work? Are you a different person? Next one is faith. Uh, are you reading your Bible? Uh, it doesn't have to be every day. I mean, as long as you're reading Are you actually spending time with God studying your Bible? Uh, praying. Are you praying? And that's, that one should be every day, because that's one easy one. Once in the morning, once at night. Uh, the craziest stat in the world. Uh, what is the most time people pray? Does anyone want to guess? No, for food. That's it. That's the only time they'll pray. Dear Lord, thank you for you. Thank you for this food. Amen. That's it. That's the only time they they have that connection with God, and that's the only time God is hearing. And this is like, hey, thanks for this food. That's it. Like, can you imagine having a relation with someone, and all you say is thanks for the food? It's like if you just went over to your parents' house and you ate, and that's it. You didn't talk to them. You just ate and then left. Like the connection would, would just be terrible. So praying, uh, serving, uh, giving, ten uh, percent, at least ten percent. Um, Bible studies. Bible studies, so important. Because we don't really go to school anymore. Most of us don't. Only one in here. Got a long, long way. Uh, but we don't really like push ourselves to learn anything new. In a Bible study, you're not, you don't have to be the teacher. You just go and open up and learn. And it's a great thing. And of course, we want middle schoolers to do uh, join small groups. But if they can look at you and be like, Mom, why do I need to join when you're not in one? you're going to have to answer that question. And it's really hard to answer that because your kids, like, it's pretty much calling you out, but they're really wanting to know why. Uh, and then loving people, which is one of the hardest things to do, is just loving people. But your kids see that. Like, you're going to ask you, hey, why did this person make you mad? Or whatever, like, aren't we supposed to love people, love God? You're like, you're right, you totally are. And this is one of the one of the ones to work on. Oh, next one is health. And I know this is It's weird, but it's on here. I mean, exercising. How are we doing exercising? Um, How are we treating our bodies? Uh, Eating healthy. Last one, honestly, good night's sleep. Like, it affects our moods. This is is something that we can talk about and work on. Um, So, again, I'm not here to tear you guys down. These are just simple things to think about. Like, hey, um, are you working on yourself as well? As your kids, or are you just here to work on your kid? Because your kids can turn around and ask you these questions. Um, and, of course, we want our kids to be amazing. We want our students to be amazing. Uh, we want our, our kids to grow up and do amazing things. But are we, doing, are we setting them up the best way we can as well? Uh, so your middle schooler is changing. They're going through all these different things. Um, this is the phase when nothing you do is cool uh everything is fun in a crowd and no and one smart kid keeps reminding you yeah i know this it's it's hard to say and it's hard to believe but this is one of the smartest phase groups around when they are born they babies uh go through this crazy thing when their brain all of a sudden explodes and is trying to pick up everything um they're not mushing anymore. They're trying to, the muscles are starting to develop really quick. They're trying to learn how to walk. It might take a little while for them to understand all this stuff, but the, the brain is going in a baby. Like it's trying to learn talking. Uh, it's trying to learn how to eat on its own. It's starting to develop all these things. It has to pick it up. Um, if you look how quick a baby grows in the first few weeks, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, the brain is doing the same thing in seventh and eighth grade which is actually scary if you think about it. Because now they can move, they can run, they can talk, but their brains are still doing these things. This is a perfect age when a kid can pick up an instrument and learn it within a month. And it's like, what? How are you doing that? The brain is firing so quick. And of course, with that, they're going to ask a lot of things. They're going to want to know certain reasons why certain things work. And this is the first fill in the blank. They think like an engineer. They honestly think like an engineer. Um, And like an engineer, they learn best when um, they personalize an idea by connecting pieces of information. They need to know why. And that drives us, as parents and teachers, we've heard it when a kid keeps asking why, 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 why. And we're like, why are you doing this? They really want to know at this age, seventh, eighth grade, they want to figure it out. They're not asking to be a smart like sometimes they, they probably do, but honestly, they want to know why this works this way. It also means that instructions, this is very important, instructions need to be simple and clear, simple and clear if you hope to be heard. Clean your room by noon. Why? It smells really bad. It's really cluttery and it looks like trash. Um, and it, I, this is a phrase I heard growing up. I remember hearing all the time. Why? Because I said so. Okay. And I understand you we're parents. We have that ability to say that, but in the real world, if my boss said, if JC came in, he's like, Hey, I need you to get that face stuff done. I'm like, why? And he says, because I said so, I don't want to work for JC and be like, what? That was, that was a jerk thing to say. Like, I, I really want to know why does it need to be done by this time? Um, and they, they just want to know they really do. And I know this phase, like, we got to be, this is one of the hardest phase to get through uh, because they are going to push your buttons. Um, Sometimes they're going to do it on purpose. Sometimes they're not going to mean to. Like, we have to be very patient with 7th and 8th graders because they're really learning right now. And I know that question, why, 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 is really annoying, but they really want to know why. They really, truly want to understand what is the process in trying to figure it out, and the crazy thing is, they honestly might be using it to develop their skills as a parent as well. Like when they get older, um, they might repeat what they've heard. Like I remember my mom saying, and that's one thing that always comes up in my head. Um, sometimes I'm sitting with a middle schooler, I'm like, "Hey, stop talking," uh, and on on Sunday morning, and the phrase comes up because they're like, "Why?" and the phrase comes up in my head because I said so. But that wouldn't be because you're distracting other people. Please be quiet. Um, but whatever you say, like they're hearing and they, it might come up. I got some, I'm gonna talk about something later and I remember in sixth grade, a one event this happened with my mother and I still remember it. Um, this is the best way, the best way to resolve a middle schooler's relation, relational question is to affirm their personal journey. Affirm, that's all they need to know right now. They just need to be affirmed. Whatever they're doing, uh, so we're gonna go through these a uh, quick little timeline so this one is just identity right now seventh and eighth grade as soon as I hit sixth grade until tenth grade they w- celebrate their journey toward adulthood everything they do they need to figure out they're trying to figure out who am I what am I gonna do uh, when they cut grass good job cutting that grass uh, whatever it is like affirm them hey I don't know if I want to go out and hang out with these kids uh, they're talking they just they're it's this weird phase. They're in one-step adulthood, one-step childhood. I remember this pastor telling me uh, he was outside one day, he smelt cigarettes, walked by middle schoolers, smoking cigarettes, playing Pokemon cards. One step in adulthood, one step in childhood, trying to figure out uh, who they are. Moral development, uh, motivi- motivated by acceptance. They are pack animals. It's crazy to say it's true, though. They go with the group. Whatever their group of friends are doing, they will do it. That's why trends happen all of a sudden in middle school. Like they're all doing the same thing. It's because everyone else is doing. Uh, The best way uh, for you guys to help is listen to them frequently. And and for middle schoolers, sometimes I come home and they don't want to talk. uh, But sometimes I come home and all they want to do is talk and talk and talk. And the best thing is just to Listen encourage them specifically, whatever they're doing, whatever they're working hard on. If you see them, tell them, call them out on what that thing is. Like you're doing a good job on this thing. Um, Guide patiently. Guide patiently. And I know that it's hard but we got to be patient with them because this, this phase is different than any other one. It's weird. Their bodies are going through all these things. So the hormones, they get moody really quick. They're eating a ton of food. Uh, they're going to ask you a lot of weird questions. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, this is the scariest thing. This is what JC was talking about. When your influence is starting to go, seven and eighth grade, there we are. We're starting to lose uh, influence. They're starting to go toward more freedom. This influence is with us. They're starting to develop whatever their friends are doing. They're going to start uh, asking their friends questions or other uh, adults in their life before they come to you. And at this point, it's the letting, we, we're letting go, letting them grow up, but still also being there for them when they need it. Uh, this is the best time. You need to know who they're hanging out with. Right now in 7th 8th grade, whoever they're hanging out with, it's starting to really pour into the character who they are going to be. Uh, if you know that in, it's going to make you look bad, but you're like, hey, you can't hang out with this person anymore. I, I've heard some things. I've, I've seen their family life. Because and, and it, it's going to make you look bad, but it's best in the long run. Uh, it, it's whatever is going to happen. I remember in 7th grade, uh, I had to let go of one of my friends and... I don't know what would have happened if I stayed with him because dropped out of school like a few years later, like smoking cigarettes, doing drugs, whatever it was, like he was doing it. And, like I started going to church at seventh grade, and that was that could have been a huge, huge thing. Social media—you need to know what social media is. You need to know what Instagram is. You need to know what Twitter is. You need to know what Snapchat is. Uh, at marathon, I had to talk, call parents because I had two kids sexting each other on uh, on. Um, Snapchat, it goes away in five seconds. Like, and the crazy thing is, seven eighth graders, middle, high school too. It's for you too. Your friends don't keep secrets. <laughs> like, they will rat each other out. It is crazy. It's fun, but it's crazy. Like, they will tell on someone. They, they do not want to get in trouble, and they'll tell on whoever they need to. Um, so I just get reports. Hey, blah blah blah, is sending naked pictures. I'm like, oh gosh. So I had to call the parents and just let them know. And it's weird, but it's like you need to know what is happening. I had one kid accidentally send a naked picture to their mom. It's like, you're done. At that point, when your mom opens that, you're grounded. You're done. It's like, and there's no way of like coming out and saying like, hey, you know, whoops, that was totally a joke. It's over. Like it's, you need to know what is happening on social media. You need to have the passwords for your phones. If your kid has a phone and they have a password you don't have, you need to let them know who pays for that phone. Me, I need to know what that password is. And I, can, I have the ability to look at everything you text whenever I want. They, they need to know, like, I'm here to love you, but I'm also your parent and I'm your guardian and I'm here to watch out for you. We don't have to worry about driver's license. That's the next high school because uh, if you notice right now, you have morning time, drive time, meal time. You still have bedtime. That's still a thing we can do and I'm gonna push and encourage you guys to do. But the very next one, uh, you'll lose it. You lose driver's time because they can drive wherever they want. Um, you kind of lost that, that uh, the thing, and it's going to keep moving on. You're, um, once college is hit, you've lost middle time, morning time, pretty much, unless you purposely uh, go out and have lunch with your, uh, your student. Of course, that's college, but it is coming. It, did you guys see the marbles? And when you walk out here, go look at the, how many weeks you have left with a middle schooler and then a high schooler. It's, it is scary. You guys are doing great, though. Uh, next phase, uh, again, seventh, eighth grade, who am I? They need to figure out, they're trying to discover themselves. Uh, they're trying to uh, find out who they are. In a few more minutes, I'm going to do this. Uh, If you look at this, this is a crazy thing. So wonder, why is wonder so high? This is when they're starting to learn about who Jesus is. They're starting to figure out uh, what life is all about. Uh, things are awesome. Everything is cool. Next Next grade, second and third grade, fourth and fifth grade, uh, it's more discovery. And that sticks around because right now the wonder's down, the passion is a little high, but discovery is still up. They're trying to figure out what they like, what is their faith, what is going on in, that they actually can prove and what they want to do. Uh, this is a great time to own their own faith, uh, to value a faithful Full community. This is a great time. Small groups are so important. This is where they can see you praying for other people. See that you're in a small group. This is the perfect time for that. So they need to understand that you know it's not, you know, going to church on a Sunday. That's all that, Is that it? Like they need to know at this point in life, no, it's more than that. It's about a community. It's about all these different things. Um, in your book, we have all of these. We have the physical. We're running a little out of time. So we got physical, emotion, mental, and relationships. These are all in your book. These are great things. I encourage you guys, go back and read through these things. These are all what your the 7th 8th grade body is going through, mentally, physically. So you all have those in those books. So I encourage you guys, go, go ahead and go through those. We're running a, little, a little quick, so we're going to go through those. Um, so things to know. The most deceitful age. For, se- for some reason, it clicks in their brain. Um, they can lie, and they will. And Honestly, sometimes they don't even know why. It's a phase. It, I've talked to a mom this morning. She's like, "All of a sudden, my seventh, and eighth grader just started lying. And my bad parents?" Like, no. They're just—they're honestly just doing it. Got, I got no. Like, I don't know why. I can't answer that question. But they do. They're just going to do it. Um, they're starting to figure out uh, reasons and emotions. They're not just going to cry all the time now. They're going to figure out, like, when's a good, t- like, why I am crying or how, how I feel angry because of this. They're going to start understanding what their emotions are. Um, they're able to self-reflect and evaluate. So this is a good time to talk to them about those type of things. Like, this is a reason this happened because of this situation. Or, you know, honestly, I was in trouble. I, I got mad, so I yelled. You can explain your rationale ization to them. Um, they uh, understand their, uh, their abilities, preoccupied with ability or lack of it. Uh, so they can understand, Hey, I understand why I can't make the team or why, why can't I make the team? I'm just as good as everyone else. Like they're starting to understand that. That's why you see people in seven, eighth grade where it's starting to get in these clicks. They're starting to understand who's popular, who's not popular. Uh, And they are motivated by acceptance. So spiritual development, uh, you need to be there to connect the dots. They're going to ask you questions you need to be there for them. They want to understand, hey, why is this happening this way in the Bible? Uh, Genesis to Revelation, like this is the greatest time to pour that passion into their life. Help them understand it. Um, Expect a crisis. Seventh and eighth graders are going to go through these weird things where they're like, Becky's not talking to me anymore. My life is over. Help them go through it. You might not even think it's a, a simple thing, but show it with them. Be like, hey, you know, I think everything's going to be fine. I'm here to listen to you, but it's it's going to be good. But they just want you to listen to them. They're figuring out their emotions. They're going to do all these kind of things. Be consistent. Most, I would say this is one of the most important things. This is seventh grade. I remember my mom promising. I made her say it multiple times. We, can we go to, we're supposed to go to Blockbuster. And I was like, can we go to Blockbuster tomorrow? Blockbuster is a place where you can rent movies back in the day. Okay, just making sure. Uh, and she, she promised like multiple times, we're gonna go to Blockbuster tomorrow. We will go to Blockbuster tomorrow. We will go to Blockbuster tomorrow. Seventh grade, I'm 26 years old, going on 27. She came home and guess what? Didn't go to Blockbuster. Crust. You promised me though. You promised me we were gonna do that and we didn't do it. Now, of course, why do I remember that? I don't know. Because, I mean, there's plenty of other times we went to Blockbuster when she said we would, but I, rem- I remember the time she promised and she didn't fulfill it. Be consistent. If, you, if it comes out of your mouth, I promise we will do this, you have to do it for a seventh and eighth grader. Like, they are emotionally connected. They will remember these things. I had another friend, uh, her, her dad in seventh grade promised to take her golfing. And he didn't, and she remembers the day. It still makes her angry. From seventh grade, she is a grown adult. You have to be consistent. If you say you're gonna do something to us with a seventh, eighth grade, you have to fulfill that. I know it's hard, so you gotta be careful what you promise. Uh, Teach them to love God, love people, and love life. This is a perfect phase, and they gotta see you do it too. Like, you can't just be like, hey, love God, love people. Well, how? Why? Like, you have to be showing this. Uh, help them own their faith uh, and own help them own their own faith and to value a faithful community. small groups and all this stuff. Uh, quickly we're going to go through uh, this next things how to win most important for seventh and eighth grade, how to win. Uh, we have th- uh, four things. First two are be a coach, be a friend. In, there's different times to do this. If you're a coach all the time, right now, this phase, they will remember it as you just being a coach. Like you're hard. You were just there all the time. Uh, like a normal coach, you see a guy screaming, yelling, trying to make you better. But they'll remember you remember you as a coach, and that's it. So morning time, this is a perfect time to be a coach. Guys, you're going to do great this morning. You, you did your homework. You prepared for this test. You're going to do great. Uh, but that's it. Only morning time. Prep them up. Get them ready. Whistles, you know, come on, guys five minutes, take a shower, we got to go, breakfast, we got to go, morning time. Then you get in the car, totally different. You're a friend at this point. You're not, you're not asking more, getting them ready. This time you're just here to listen. Um, hope you have a great day. Uh, what's going on with your friends at school? Got any cool plans? What are you, what are you doing at lunch today? Uh, the next two, be a teacher. Be a teacher at mealtime, at dinner, get around the table. What'd you learn? what are some things that you learned? If a kid says, I learned nothing, stop right there. Six hours. It, you spent at school today and you've learned nothing? Like, talk to him about it. Like, come on, come on. You got, sometimes you got to pull teeth. Be available, bedtime. Um, and this is, you're starting to lose this opportunity. So right now, while you have it, go in their room, sit down, What's happening? What's going on? How, how are we doing? How am I doing as a mom? How am I doing as a dad? Uh, texting uh, your coaching, uh, texting them, just letting them know hey, I hope you have a great day. Uh, I'm here for you if you ever need anything. Uh, before I keep going, uh, so this is a great time to be have a small group. Most important, it's great opportunity to have small groups. We give them out. 7th and 8th grade here, Access Ministry, we have so many great leaders. This is a great time to do this. Uh, Pray for them. Pray for your kids. Let them hear you pray for them. Share stories about your faith. We said the the three-word story at the very beginning. Um, Let them hear it. Let them hear you talk about your faith around them. Knowing It's not a Sunday thing. It's not just a we go to a building and that's where our faith is. No, it's all the time. Uh, choose not to be shocked by hard questions. They're going to ask you weird questions right now. Don't be shocked. Um, I'm not going to share that story. But like I have middle schoolers asking their moms about growing and all these different things. And don't be shocked. Just sit down and talk to them and just... Be like, listen, because if you want them to ask you hard questions, uh, you got to be open with them, not scare them the first time they ask you a hard question. You're like, what? What would you do? Because then they're never coming back to ask you that question. Babe, Mom's going to freak out. Um, the most important resource, this is on, you're filling the blank, the most important resource we provide is a small group leader who loves them. We're starting to go into this phase where they're not going to lean on you guys as much. I know it's hard to hear as parents. They're going to lean on our people, and we would rather it be a small group leader than another middle school kid that they ask the questions to, and they're going to learn and listen to that middle schooler. We'd rather it be a small group leader. Uh, your student is in a season of personal discovery. Uh, they're learning not everyone makes their, the teams, their interests and abilities change, and right now, they just want you to listen to them, affirm them, believe in them, and talk to them, and listen. So these are some resources we have. This is called dateable. or some resources you guys should get. Datable, I mean, sorry, Datable. Uh, this is the guy part of the book, and then you turn it upside down, it's the girl side. So it works for both ways. Really cool. I, I was like just flipping this over back and forth. like This is so cool. Uh, the next one is right click. Uh, parenting your teenager in a digital media world. Uh, it's just going to keep getting big. The best thing is just jump on it. Start learning what social media is because it's constantly growing. It's, it's what this, this world is now. Uh, the parent's guide. These are so cool. I went through them. They're really short, but they go through every single thing. Teenage girl, teenage guy, sex and dating, social media, teenager, uh, their brains. And this we where you can learn like the crazy growing, how quick they are and how fast and what they're doing. Why do they say things a certain way they do? Uh, it's just, it's crazy. So those are my resources. Uh, the Facebook, uh, this is what really we're pulling all this stuff from. So it's really cool. Like all the material we're getting, uh, it's from the Facebook, all these, uh, count, all the charts and all that is from the actual Facebook. And of course, uh, you know, the Bible is a good tool too. Like just spending time, having those small groups, it's, it's very important, uh, that you guys have one of those. So right now, I want to pray for you guys and, I, and we can open up some questions, but, uh, You all are here because of a kid or something or some reason that's brought you into the 7th 8th grade group. So I want you to think about the reason or that kid. Uh, Have that on your mind, and I want to pray for that person and you guys. So let's pray real quick. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Uh, thank you for this opportunity just to come in here and thank you for these these parents, these teachers, these coaches that will give up their Saturday to come and want to know inf- more information. Um, whoever they're thinking about or whatever reason they're he- here, I wanted to bless that person and to know that they have someone that cares about them. Um, they're here to learn and understand this more. Thank you so much for this day and this opportunity. You're absolutely amazing and we love you. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So... Does anyone have any questions? I know we just went through a lot, just sucking in and absorbing, but do we have any questions? Yes, ma'am. Are those books upstairs? Which books? The these? No, ma'am. We don't have these. These are just, you can write these down, bookstores. Uh, Barnes & Noble, if they don't have a book, they'll order it for you. They'll get your number. They'll call you uh, and order it, and then they'll call you when they get it. It's one of the coolest things. I love Barnes & Noble for that. Um, yes, ma'am. The, uh, remember when I said they're the most cunning stage of their life, they will figure out a way to do the reason everyone else is on social media. Their friends are on social media. They're pack animals. They want to do what their friends are doing. The legal age of getting on social media, I think is 13. They're not even supposed to be on it. Uh, and you can, JC, (laughs) I don't know if he'll like this story, but he used to, well, that's great. You're, he used to do this. But he would see uh, back in the day when he was a fifth and sixth grader, if he saw any of his students on on social media, he would report them as underage because they weren't supposed to be on it. But they're, they're, other kids are doing it. Uh, they want to do it, um, and they're cunning, and they're going to do it. I have so many kids uh, at Marathon that would have a fake account that their parents didn't know about, or uh, they had this texting app that would let them text for free because their parents wouldn't let them text they're smart they really are and they will find a way um, that's what you just you, you got to be on your ball like looking out for it and understanding what this is No she's Pinterest, because that I felt was like a good stepping mm-hmm. and she do that at her age but. the only thing i would recommend if like cuz she probably will probably has already asked you mom why yeah, explain it clearly yeah explain it clearly Connect the dots for her. She's, her brain's an engineer right now. She wants to know, why is this happening? What are the rules? Uh, teach me more about this. And as long as you're able to clearly say, this is why, um, in a loving, caring way, then it's fine. Absolutely. You're the parent of the, your house. Like, there, it's your rules. Um, and that, I mean, it is a rule. It should be. Like, 13 is that. I'm pretty sure the age you're, you're supposed to be before you can get those things. But once you can get it. We know an, it is- Good. Well, that's a good kid. Um, but but I would know very, just also know what they are. Know every single one. What it you, you just downloaded something? What's it do? There's pros and cons to every single thing. Snapchat scares the crap out. I'm going to say that. It scares me so much because it's kids 7th 8th grade you can send a picture that disappears you have guys who's going through puberty and there's like send me a picture naked and it's just like and girls like oh i want to be loved i want to be cared he says he loves me in 7th 8th grade and they believe it it's like snapchat the real reason i'm just going on the snapchat bandwagon here the real reason snapchat was invented was for sexting but then they knew that wouldn't sell so they changed it up so they have filters and different things now it's just a fun thing to send pictures and it is cool i was about to get one then i had the uh because we were about to do like a little cool little uh, testimony, like I was going to share a verse every day, uh, and then send it for, so all the kids at Marathon could see it. And then I had the kids sexting each other, and I was like, "No, oh, okay, we're done. We're done. We're Stick with Instagram." But they're using it, so we need to know why they're using it, what's a good way of using it, and be careful of the negatives because in this world, there will there will be negatives of everything. I take your hand going up. No. Yeah. Stretching out. I I'm, I'm curious. I don't want to hold her back and make her want to do more. You know, like sometimes when you say, 'Cause when I was a kid, you said no. Okay, now she can figure out how to get around the no. Mm-hmm. It's not no. It's not a no. It's a how do I do it without you finding out? So I don't want to do things and not. And that's true for the girls in our group too. We don't. We want to be able to talk to them about like their parents have guidelines for a reason. Mm-hmm. Ask for the reason. Yes. I know, I know. It's patient, mind? but they want to know, just figure out a different way of saying the same thing, and that's where the being patient is. Because I've said it, but they're really wanting to understand. Like they still, they're trying to understand it from their point of view. Like, but everyone else is doing it, mom. Right. And it's, and it's it, a lot of people have cell phones, and I understand. I didn't get a cell phone. Uh, my sister got one when she was in middle school. I didn't get one until like, I was in high school. So when that happened, I was like, mom, what the? what? She's gotta wait too. But I, I remember when texting just came out. It was a little, I was sitting on the porch texting my, my friend who was right in front of me because we were just figuring this out. And then the bill came back and my mom went crazy because we, you got to pay for that. Um, but no, it's like have real, that's a bedtime. Perfect time to talk about this. this is it Like, hey, are, am I upsetting you with my rules? Do you understand why I have these rules? Um, that's a good question. Yeah it's just, just talk to them. It really, it's hard because you do, you say it so many times. I can't tell you on Sunday morning, stop talking, front row you. And then it's like, okay, I don't know what to say. Leader, please come up here. (laughs) Like sometimes like you're going to have a hard conversation. Sometimes they're going to be easier. Sometimes they're going to understand it. Uh, Sometimes they're not. You just got to keep on and on and on. It's just a phase, guys. And in high school and they're done. They're Turned on you so quick. Go talk to Kevin about that. Thank you. Oh, thank you guys. It's lunchtime. So thank you guys. If you have any questions about this message, you can reach us at our email, students at brookwoodchurch.org. If you have children of other ages, be sure to listen to our other podcasts labeled with the corresponding age group. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.